Hello everyone, it is me, Anna. Welcome to the 13th episode of my podcast at your favorite young adult bookworm. This week I'll be retelling The Kingdom of the Wicked by Carrie Maniscalco. I read this book in basically a day because I have zero self-control. So please forgive me if I don't list the important things in order. Funny enough, it's foggier when you read a book in one sitting than with breaks. Who will have thought but well? I also must say I am super angry because I didn't realize the sequel was not published yet, which means we will have to wait until October to see what happens next. I normally don't start series that do not have the sequel published, so I don't have to suffer for months, but well, it is too late for me now. But well, before starting, a small reminder to please rate, follow, and subscribe to my podcast if you're enjoying it. You can also find me on my Instagram at your favorite favorite young adult bookworm, just like the title of this show. Now, time to talk about the book. So this book takes place in Italy, which is quite refreshing since it's always in the USA. The story is about Emilia Di Carlo, an 18-year-old witch. The story takes place in the 14th slash 15th century since they mentioned the Spanish Inquisition. Emilia comes from one of the 13 families of witches. Her grandmother and her twin sister are witches too. She's not poor but not rich either. She lives in a small house with her parents and she works in her parents' restaurant. She also has a crush on Brother Antonio, as in Catholic Brotherhood. Yeah, no mysterious dark character so far, just a brother. I know it sounds weird, I found it weird too, but well. And while all her lives, Emilia's and Vittoria's, her twin sister, they were told by their grandmother that they should never join their pendants together because it will unleash terrible things. So they've been wearing these pendants ever since they were small children and um, yeah, they're identical. Um, the grandmother also told them stories of the evil princess of hell, the wicked. These demons lords have like uh, extremely handsome features and they're also supposed to be super evil and they are the evil princes of hell after all and they are called the wicked these demon lords are said to be extremely handsome yet super dangerous but as any good 18 year old witch Emilia and Victoria don't believe these stories about the wicked and demons they are all trapped in hell so but Victoria had always a fascination with these demons she romanticized them a lot Lot. And I was like, feel you, me romanticizing the sexy mass murders from my books because there is nothing sexier than a tormented soul in a handsome body. But this is not news for you, unless you're a new listener. If you are, yeah, I'm into toxic men. I have issues. I know. And well, one day, Emilia goes to the monastery since she cooks for the brotherhood, so for her crush, and she forgot her basket. She kind of feels like she's being observed or followed there in the monastery. She kind of starts thinking it was not a great idea coming by herself, and she starts believing her grandma, who has been telling them demons were entering the earth. But well, she gets her basket, but then she feels a presence there, as well as the presence of magic that is pulling her into a room. She goes into the room and she sees a beautiful man with black hair, toned skin, and a vivid tattoo of a snake in his arm. And he's standing right next to a dead body. 
She thought maybe he was paying his respects, but she had never seen dead bodies in that room. It was not a room of mummification. And then this sexy stranger puts two fingers inside the dead body. They get covered with blood and then he licks the blood. To this, Emilia yells at him to stop and points at him with the kitchen knife she had in her basket. The stranger runs and drops a beautiful dagger with a golden snake on the handle. When she approaches the dead body, she realizes it is Vittoria, her twin sister. Her heart was ripped out of her body. She had a wedding dress on and she was missing her pendant. Emilia is obviously horrified and she runs home to let her family know. Emilia once again does not follow her granny's advice, this time to let go of her dead sister. She's consumed with the idea of vengeance and solving her sister's murder because obviously the police are useless because what is another female murder in the 14th slash 15th century? But Victoria was not the first murder apparently. Two witches had been murdered in the same fashion not that long ago. But well, who cares about a female serial killer, right? And that is why Emilia decides to take justice into her own hands. But as many as any good main character, she's not the brightest nor the smartest and takes a bad decision after a bad decision from now on. Because why use your brain when you can follow impulsively your desire for vengeance said no intelligent person ever. Our brilliant main character goes through her late twin sister's belongings. She finds her diary, but she can't open it. Victoria put what seems like a spell of black magic on it, which is sketchy since in their family they do not practice black magic. Emilia also finds the pages of a grimoire that contains a spell to summon a demon. So black magic again. And do you know what she decides on doing with her serial experience in black magic and poor Latin skills? She decides to summon a fucking demon. The mom of Claudia, a witch friend whose family practices black magic, tells her she can summon a demon and it should be fine. She will not summon a big or important one unless she has an object of an important demon. And well, this dumbass goes to the cave in the woods in the middle of the night. She plans to summon the demon, make a deal with him. So he tells her who the mysterious man was since she thinks he is the killer and unlock Victoria's diary. And well, she puts in the circle the elements to summon the demon. One of the elements is gold. She realizes the dagger of the mysterious guy has gold. And since she is stupid and does not see the obvious, she uses the dagger of the mysterious guy who is obviously one of the princes from hell. Oh, and the blood animal she brought to summon him gets wasted away and she does not have time to go look for more. So, so this dumbass uses her own fucking blood. I don't know anything about black magic, but this sounds like a terrible idea. She obviously summons this dude, but to her enchantment thingy, she adds a sentence in Latin, bounding the demon to protect her forever. But as I mentioned, her Latin sucks, so obviously what she said is not what she meant. And well, she summons her demon. He's not what she expected. He's tall, strong, and well-dressed. And when he 
he turns around, surprise, surprise, it is the mysterious guy himself, and he looks disgusted. As the brilliant person she is, she attacks him right away, but his body is like made of steel, and he's just annoyed by this. He's like, you done or what? And she's like so angry, and she's like, disgusting demon, you killed my sister, and he goes like, one, I did not, two, what was the sentence you added, you dumbass, since two matching tattoos appeared, one in her arm and one on his, and he looks horrified by it, and she's like, that is none of your business, you answer to my questions, I summon you, but to be honest, she had no idea what exactly her Latin sentence implied, I swear to you, she's legit one of the stupidest main characters ever, when you think she can't surprise you anymore with the stupid impulsive decisions she does, I am going to give her that at least, it can get boring when she makes dumb choices. But well, we learned this High Lord from Hell is rough, one of the most dangerous out of the seven High Lords from Hell. They question each other a bit, but they do not get that much information because Roth hates witches and Emilia hates demons. Smells like enemies to lovers trope here. And well, Roth asks her to make a bond with him so she joins the house of Roth for six months. He will grant her protection while she solves the murder of her sister and he catches the guys who is killed which is ruining prides, aka the devil's plans. And to this, she says no, because she is stupid. But you may be thinking, making a deal with Roth sounds like a terrible idea. He's like from hell. But you will see, it will have saved her a lot of time and problems. Besides, spoiler alert, she kind of already has one with her tattoo because of her stupid summoning extra sentence in Latin. But well... Roth can't leave the cave for three days, so he's there, while Emilia continues her investigation with her zero detective abilities and zero knowledge on black magic or what she's doing. So I am not sure exactly when Roth explains this to her, but apparently pride, so the devil is looking for a bride to end a curse and stuff like that, and Roth was helping him, but every time he was about to meet with a bride-to-be to be taken to hell, someone had killed her and had taken her heart, so he kind of is also looking for the killer too. But well, since Emilia did not want to make the bargain with him, she leaves him there but visits him the three days trying to get more info. She's also trying to solve the murders in her city by herself. Many things happen, I am not sure of the order, but here we go. She meets with Envy, another prince. He almost makes Emilia kill herself with Roth's dagger, but Roth kind of low-key saves her through the tattoo, which sounds oddly familiar to Feyre and Reason in Akotar. There is an episode on that book on my podcast if you are interested. But back to the story, Envy eyes her pendant. He offers her the same thing as Roth to make a bargain in exchange for help and protection, but she says no again. Later on, she finds a weird coin in her sister's things. This takes her to greed, another high prince of hell, of course. She goes to him, she tricks him into giving her some information. He also tells her that Victoria's pendant is in the monastery, guarded by a dangerous demon slash monster. Just like his brother, he offers her to join him in exchange for information and protection and her pendant. 
she once again says no. And Chidisa was like, girl, you're making yourself the enemy of many powerful demons. You don't know how much, like, you don't know much about black magic whatsoever. How are you supposed to protect yourself? You should have taken Roth's offer, but well. When she returns home, she confronts her grandmother about the pendants because now she knows they are the gates of hell that, by the way, are opening and they need to be closed or they need to do something about it. And as her granny was explaining her some stuff, like that her line of witches has been the guardians of this amulet since forever and that there was this prophecy about the twins, the only ones able to wear the pendants and they were going to be a solution to all the problems, but no one knew, of course. And well, as she was telling her, an invisible demon arrives and cuts the grandmother in her neck and steals Amelia's pendant. Her mom arrives and they cure the grandma, but she's still in recovery. Amelia tells Ruth she, th- she thinks it is greed behind all this, but he's skeptical. And I will be too, because she hasn't proven to be the smartest of them all. And then she asks him how to defeat or defend herself from the monster under the monastery. And he says, only a stupid person will go there, but I will go for a sleep spell. And because she's stupid, she goes and does that. She gets attacked by the monster who she ends up killing, but not before it stings her. She's dying and goes unconscious. Some flashes are coming to her. She's in a bath, a rough licks her in the neck and even if she should be disgusted she low-key digs it and well next thing we know she wakes up naked in the bathtub so it was not a dream Roth had indeed been there with her and he had licked her Roth explains it was to save her from the venom but um so like he had to pass part of his powers and stuff and I was like so much for hating witches just saying and to Amelia I was like so much for hating Jameis since she enjoyed the licking. I'm just saying. Oh my gosh. Sincerely, sometimes I question my taste in books like, what the fuck is this? I was reading it and I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? But at the same time, I was like, I need to know what happens next. After all, I read it in one day. My friend Catherine was impressed. Also, shout out to my friend Catherine, who I spam every single day with TikToks, memes, and snaps about books. You are the best, Catherine. Thanks for not blocking me after all this spam. And well, she continues on her solo investigation since she still does not trust Ruth enough. But she ends up moving with him into a castle that he stole. <laughs> but well, they don't explain much how that happens. So yeah, and well, as any good rich main morally great character, he provides her with a biggest room that happens to have the finest stuff and also provides her with a wardrobe of the finest dresses. This is what I aspire for in a boyfriend. If I don't have this, I don't want it. Anyways, as I was saying, she continues on her soul investigation. She goes was out uh, one day alone because Roth had left to meet with a messenger and did not wait for her to wake up. So she tells herself, I am not that powerful. I do not know 
anything about black magic. I almost got killed twice if it was not for Ruth. But what could go wrong? Mostly when Ruth told me not to go out today alone. Sincerely, she's so stupid, I can't. And well, she goes out by herself to continue her investigation. She has a feeling something is wrong, but she's too into her head whining about her life when suddenly she entered another prince from hell's territory. This time, it is lost. She is dancing and feeling hands all over her body. She's feeling blissful. Um... She kind of forgets all her problems, all goody-good. Then Roth arrives. She throws herself at him. He's like, no, because hashtag consent, you know. He saves her from Lost's influences and takes her to the castle. Two weeks go by. Emilia's all empty after that encounter. It is taking her time to heal and stuff. It is like drugs, you know? Like, you're super happy. And when you don't have the neurotransmitters that make you feel like that in your system, like, you feel empty. Um, I'm not sure I made a lot of sense. So if you don't get it, just Google the aftermath of drugs in the brain and stuff. So you know what I mean. And while those two weeks, Ruff is taking her, uh, like taking care of her. He clearly has a soft spot for her. Once she's cured, she continues her investigation, but then her BFF, Claudia, goes crazy. She used black magic and it backfired. Surprise, surprise. By the way, before I forget, there were like three more murders of witches in between. And while Emilia finds Claudia outside the monastery, her crush brother Antonio comes out. Emilia asks him to take Claudia to her grandma. Then she encounters Envy's associate, a vampire. He tells her to go meet Envy in her family's restaurant. There, Envy tells her he has her family hostage that she needs to give him both pendants hers and victoria's if not he's gonna kill his her family he also tells her ruth is lying to her he has his own agenda and she's like i know but we still are kind of like bodies and envy's like lol no ask him and well, she goes back to the castle, she kisses Roth, and when things start to get interesting, she tells her the thing Envy told her. And she sees he indeed had his own agenda, but he's like, yeah, but I kind of still care, like, I save you multiple times. And she's like, it doesn't matter, you lied, don't ever talk to me again. Like, she doesn't even let him explain himself, but at the same time, it's Amelia, she's impulsive and stupid, so no surprise at all. She goes to her house where her family was taken hostage and then her grandma pulls on a spell that sends Envy back to hell momentarily. The grandma tells her she needs to escape and close the doors from hell and not to come back. It's too dangerous. Emilia runs and starts whining in her head as always. She decides to go look for her pendant. She finds it. Roth arrives to the place where she found it and asks her to let him help her, but she's hesitant. He tells her Envy and his demons were following her, but still, she hesitates because she is stupid. Like, who on earth hesitates to take the hand of the dude who saved you multiple times when you have demons coming after you, trying to kill you? Only her. 
I swear. And while she hesitates, so the demons and Envy arrive, Roth tells her to run while Envy legit dots him there. But she doesn't because why listen to Roth when he lied to her? It is not like he's being gutted right there for her in front of her. So she puts on the second pendant and orders Envy to leave. She's super powerful with the two pendants on and after Envy leaves, she then cries after Roth since he got killed, but not really. His body was just sent to hell. She then returns to the castle. She tries to summon him again. I forgot to mention it, but her grandmother told her she got marked on the neck. I think it was the grandma, but maybe it was someone else. Roth mar- uh, Roth's mark um, means that she can summon him without an object of his. She tries and tries to summon him, but nothing. If only she had not hesitated, but well. And of course, instead of running, she continues her investigation. She goes to the monastery because that is where all the bad stuff seems to have happened. She feels this magic pull there. Just like the one she felt when she found her dead sister. She enters the room. She finds the ancient grimoire Victoria had found before and from where she had taken the summoning spell. She opens the book and then Antonio comes in and surprise, surprise is the one who had been killing the witches. The one who were supposed to become pride's wives. Um, he killed Victoria. Emilia is super angry and she's shocked. He tells her someone came to tell him about Bright, so he kind of is not the mastermind um, behind all this, but still, he was the one who killed him. She was about to kill him, but then she thought of Roth, who previously had shown mercy to a guy they had interrogated together and to whom Emilia used a forbidden truth spell on. Antonio is like, yeah, I hate witches because one killed my mom, she did not save her, so that's basically a murder. I hate them so much. Emilia makes him help her summon pride because that's what he wanted to so uh so he will kill pride but like obviously it didn't turn out like that (laughs) once he summons like well she summons pride but well, when summoning Pride, the latter takes the body of Antonio as a vessel. Emilia's like, yeah, I will become your bride. And I was like, what the fuck, Emilia? But sure. He's like, cool beans. Pride transforms her dress into a black wedding dress because of the trauma. He then leaves. She casts a spell on Antonio to take him to the cave where she first finds like first summoned Roth and oh my gosh guys parenthesis I forgot to mention but you know her matching tattoo she has with Roth well for starters that tattoo changes like it evolves and it is a wedding tattoo like she with her spell betrothed herself to Roth like she bounded like herself to him and him to her forever his assistant told him at some point to just finish the stupid wedding thing and Emily is so shocked. She's like, I betrothed myself to a hell, like a prince of hell. Oh, no wonder why he was so pissed at the beginning. And I was like, oh my gosh, this stupid bitch. Of course she did that. I can't. Who on the right mind casts a spell summoning, um, a, you know, like a demon and adds a sentence in Latin when you don't speak 
speak that well Latin and expect not to backfire, mostly if it's black magic. Oh my gosh. But well, keeping that in mind and going back to the story, she arrives at the cave. Ruff is there waiting for her, but he looks more demonic now. There is no trace of kindness in his face anymore. She tells him she's ready to become Pride's wife. He pulls out a contract. By signing it, she accepts on selling her soul to the devil, unifying her to house Pride. But before that, she says in exchange, she wants the doors of hell closed closing forever. She does not want any demon coming to earth and she wants to take Antonio with her as her personal prisoner. Roth is like, sure. After she signs the deal, she takes Roth's hand and they go to hell. And when she arrives, she's like, your vengeful queen has arrived. Get ready, bitches. Since she still needs to find who is the mastermind behind the murders, she's still obsessed over finding who ordered to kill her sister. And the end. But I must say, I am troubled. Like, is she marrying Pride, but she's betrothed to Roth? Like, how is that supposed to work? I don't get it. Also, is Roth the love interest? I kind of feel like he is, but this enemies to lovers kind of love story is more like enemies, like more enemies than lovers, you know? Like, they kind of hate each other on the entire book. So is he the main guy or is he not? Is Pride going to be the main guy? I am not sure. And I am really confused. Like, is she technically now betrothed to two hell princes? I sincerely don't get it. Like, if you get it, please let me know in the comments because I have no idea. Now, time for my overall opinion. I think it was an entertaining book overall, but I kind of feel a lot happened and nothing got accomplished. Like, there were so many things going on all the time. Here, I just listed the most important ones because there were many things going all the time. Like, Emilia never rested. She was on the move all the time. Yet, nothing really happened. Like, we still don't know who is behind the murders, why Pride truly needs a witch bride. Like, they tell us some speculations, but we we are not sure. Also, what the hell with Roth? Are they a thing? Also, who is she supposed to marry? Like, why was lost in the mortal realm too? He literally did nothing interesting for the plot. I am really conflicted by all this. I don't know how I feel. I mean, it was an entertaining book for sure. I could legit not stop reading it because I need to know what was gonna happen next. Who is the killer? Why is he killing? I will say I recommend it because of the being on edge all the time. However, oh my gosh, Milia, she's the stupidest main character ever. Every single time I thought she would not do something more impulsive and stupid, she will do something more impulsive and stupid. The entire time I was like, oh my gosh, stop it girl, please use some brain cells for once. I was really stressed about how stubborn and impulsive she was. She is way too stubborn, like way too much. I must say that when she outsmarted Greed, it was pretty cool, but apart from that, I was just stressed because she will be too impulsive. But from time to time, she was relatable. Like when she talks about her love for books and with romantic tropes and stuff, I think I need to wait to book two to really judge her. She might have a, a, a cool character development. Like I didn't love Feyre from Akotar at the beginning and now I love her, so we will see. For the rest of the characters, I don't have much to say. We aren't told enough about their backstories nor their personalities. Like, we don't know, know 
them that well. Only rough, kind of, but still, I can't really say anything much about him since his interactions with Amelia were mostly fights or insults, but he still low-key cares about her since he saved her and took care of her. I hope we get to know him more in the next book, uh, as well as the other princes from hell. Also, I can need more romance. Like, I love the enemies to lovers, but we are still more on the enemies and not so much the lovers part. Like, they just kissed once. And I need my romance, guys. I live my love life through books, so I need more romance in book, too. I will give it a 2.9 out of 5 stars. It was entertaining, but it was not great. Like, nothing happens, you know, like, a lot happens but nothing happens at the same time, you know? But well, this episode has finally come to an end. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to rate, share, and subscribe. Let me know on my Instagram what did you think of this book? What are your thoughts on Emilia and Roth? Who do you guys think she's gonna marry? I'll see you next week with the retelling of A Court of Wings and Fury by Sarah J. Maas. Have a good week, guys. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.